I'm Ed Barone, co-founder of RentReady, the platform that makes renting easy for landlords and tenants. With this podcast, we aim to help landlords learn, scale, and invest. We also want to help you tackle the business side of real estate investing, because being an investor or getting your first investment requires you to be an entrepreneur. It's about mindset and strategy. We partnered with successful real estate investors, offering you advice and guidance on how to get started, how to scale your real estate portfolio, and how to run your business for profit. Before we get started, for those of you who aren't familiar with RentReady, we're an all-in-one property management platform. We help landlords manage tenants and properties by providing services for every step of the landlord process, including payments, finding the best tenants, lease signing, communications, maintenance, and a whole lot more. Stacy Rossetti is hosting the show today as part of a series that focuses on conversations with the women who are crushing it in real estate. Stacy herself is a real estate investing expert and coach out in Peachtree, Georgia, who specializes in real estate investing, rehabbing, and storage units. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. This is Stacy Rossetti, and I'm back again with another Rent Ready podcast. Make sure you check out Rent Ready when uh, you have time. But for now, I want to introduce you to another badass woman investor. This is the Badass Woman Investor uh, podcast, and I appreciate appreciate you taking a, uh, taking a look or listening. And we have Deandra McDonald today, and I would love for you to introduce yourself. Yes. Yeah, so my name is Deandra McDonald. Deandra, I'm sorry. Yes. No worries. Okay. No, Deandra McDonald. I'm new to Rent Ready. Just started in January. It's very, very okay, exciting. Cool. Good. Or in awesome. December. Well, welcome to the family. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I didn't initially start as an investor. I started as just someone trying to desperately control my housing cost. Um, and then it slowly blossomed from there. So I've been in the game for about seven years. At this point, I have about 30 units I manage myself, another 20 that are co-managed, and then flips and such. Where are you investing at? I'm in Virginia. What type of uh, properties are you investing in? Yeah. So I am obsessed with motels, like old motel conversions. That's like my bread and butter at this point. I love that. Yeah. So if you have driven through Virginia, you know, it's beautiful, but it is highway crazy. And in the seventies and eighties, I guess there were all these buildings built up as motels for truckers or families, I guess, when people traveling before the internet, but they don't really have a place anymore. As people wanted to go to cities, they weren't staying off the side of highways. So these motels have kind of fallen into disarray and I buy them and fix them up and then rent them out as small studios or efficiencies or like little suites. Is that considered commercial? Okay. Yes. Okay. So, and then are you, are you looking at like, is it like small multifamily? Are you, are you like looking at cap rate and things like this or how are you analyzing that? Absolutely. So I wasn't always looking at cap rate. Like I, I know what all those words mean. As you get better, you come up with your own uh, kind of criteria of what success is. And yeah. at this point, if it, the numbers are profiting between two and 2,500 on the low end a month, then I'm interested, right? My budget's 200 grand. If it's making me $2,000 a month, then I'm very happy. Okay, cool. All right, less 10 caps. That's good. Tell me a little bit about how you find these and like what your criteria is. I like single level motels because I don't want to deal with steps because I don't want to deal with snow and ice and, or I don't want to have to have any electrical in my name if I can avoid it. Um, I don't have to have any hallway lights. It can be efficiency or one bedroom. I don't do two or three bedroom for motel conversions. And I want them to be within two hours of my house. I'm based in Charlottesville. So that two hour ring, 
allows me to not spend more than a full day out in the field if I have to do work. Mm-hmm. I'm under 200 grand. I have a few places I look. I use my realtor, number one. So he keeps his eyes and ears open for me in case he sees something. Love Craigslist. There's a lot of people on Craigslist just trying to sell some stuff they inherited or found. LoopNet. And then at this point, it's my bigger mentors who have the two, three, four thousand units. When they're sloughing off their <laughs> lower properties, they give me a call because they know I'm, I'm tiny fish trying to keep up. That's happening to me because I invest in storage and I started out just like you and just bought like the smaller ones now. And so now we're moving on up and uh, I'm like, okay, this year I'm starting to sell all these little ones, like the little tiny ones off and stuff too. So it's exactly the same. And all my students are always like, I'll buy them, I'll buy them. So it's the same thing. So that's cool. Good. Okay. So you said that like when you're on like the motels are typically are like, I'm envisioning the ones that are just like outside, the doors are outside. And then you just redo those to like efficiencies or one bedrooms. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then what type of tenant do you get for those? Yeah. So what the most frequent is typically people who are retired, who are living on social security. And I get a lot of people on disability who again are on fixed incomes. So they make this set amount for the rest of their life. Um, They want something that is accessible. And a lot of these places were already accessible when I bought them, right? Wider doorways, wider bathrooms, bars in the bathrooms. Yes. Kind of like no fuss, no, no fuss. No fuss, no muss. I don't know if that's the right thing. <laughs> but, you know, don't need a lot of bells and whistles, right? Are happy yeah. with their space. As long as everything is kept clean and tidy and neat, don't need to have a lot of amenities, but that's typically the person. So the age, my computer, my community probably looks like a 60 plus community uh, when you're looking around. And it's just because those people have the consistent income and don't need a lot. And to be quite fair, need it to stay small in order to stay affordable, need it to stay cheap. So are not looking for big upgrades. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. So the area you said, where do you invest in uh, Virginia? So central, the like central range, central Virginia area. And I would, could, I would say probably, is it like, it's not primary market. Is it like secondary or tertiary market? Like Absolutely. country or where is it? Okay. Absolutely. Cause a lot of these people, uh, a lot of my tenants aren't really traveling back and forth or if they are, they're traveling to the secondary city. Do you have like a rehab that you're doing on these a lot of times and stuff? And yes. what are the budgets for those? Absolutely. It kind of depends on what the property looks like. I am too afraid to do anything too structurally messed up, right? I'll replace a roof, but if the roof is caving in, then like, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but during the inspection, so based on the purchase price, number one, and then when I do my own personal walkthrough, I can pretty much eye a lot of the issues Then I bring in my contractors or my professionals to tell me what the price will be to fix it. And based on what they say, if I can stay all in under 50 or 60 grand, because that's what I like to come out of pocket, then I'm good to go with that $200,000 budget. And so then you'll buy something like between two and $300,000, put 50 or 60 grand to it, and then just hold on to it. Yeah. So I'll probably buy something. If I'm putting 50 or 60, I'm buying between 100 and 160. Um, okay. So that my all in wow. So cost, there's some out there that's price. Yeah, that's what it's great. So that my all in price when I'm finished renovating is 200. How many doors way. is it for like that amount of money? Uh, right now mine are 10 to 15. Wow. And then what do you rent them out for? Uh, not very much. So the rent is between like three and five hundred dollars. Okay. Okay, good. So I'll be simple. Essentially, it's the same kind of process as if you were going to do it on a on a house, except for you're just doing it on a motel. 
How that, did you even get into this? Oh yeah, I got into <laughs> it because it was I wanted to scale up, right? And I started with the motels because it was a cheap way to practice, right? Mm-hmm. When I first started, I had two duplexes, and I was like, "Well, I get how to run a duplex. I understand this works, but how do you run a ten unit that's an hour from your house?" Okay, well, this is cheap. So at worst, if my mortgage is $800, I can handle $800. And that's if zero people pay, Yeah, (laughs) right? So it was a cheap way to practice. And then once I got it up and running and got bad tenants out and put the right tenants in, I realized it was really profitable. And there was no one else kind of knocking on the door saying, I'm willing to buy. Mm -hmm. So when I went to the next person and said, I'm willing to buy, they were like, great, no one else is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Same yeah, so I bet you that's a very good niche because like not a lot of people are in this niche. Yes. Yeah. And the rents aren't high, but if you have uh so this is one of my investments, but if you have other streams of income, I don't need it to be super yes. profitable. Cause like you said, you hold on to it in 20 years, then I have no mortgage. And then this is just extra money. How are you funding these? Yeah. So my the motels right now are just commercial loans. So I put the down oh, commercial and then loan, I have like, yeah, the bank or what? Yep. And it's just a 20 or 30 year loan with the bank. I pay for the renovations out of pocket. And I was going to say the only difference between this and a single family home is I don't have to renovate the whole building at once. So I do the roof, right? Because that is whole building. Yes. But That's I can cool. have six units rented, let those rent for a year to save the money to do the other six in the back. Because again, I don't live on this money. So mm-hmm. I don't need it all to come in day one. It can be a slow burn, unlike a single family, which you like need to get it done in order to start making money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are there like a lot of people that are doing this? Not that I know of. I'm typically yeah, like, the I've not heard of a lot of people. I've heard of a couple, you. but yeah. <laughs> have you ever thought about put, doing them as Airbnbs? Yes, I have considered it, but they're just not in the market for it. So they're again, because they're in the tertiary cities, no one's coming here. There are places closer to the the sightseeing and the the colleges yeah. and the museums. There's nothing around. A lot of these like in the country or in the cut. There's nothing really around for someone to stay. The only other real option that I've considered would be making them like an assisted living facility, making them somewhere that we can help people live if I wanted to switch. But Airbnb wouldn't work because no one's interested. That's why yeah, they so failed the first time as the motel. Like, so I like this niche because you can get into it for the same amount of money that you can get into like with a house and houses are so hard to come by nowadays and stuff. So I guess, do you do any teaching on this or anything like this? I'm just wondering. I do. I don't teach about the conversion because I don't think that I'm good enough with that part yet to help mm-hmm. someone who I can't see the work myself. Um, but I do help people get into real estate and just get into like general investing, single families, smaller multifamilies. Those are easy to do because they're already standing. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I mean, I think it's definitely a good, a good topic and it's something outside the box. How do you see what you're doing with the motels? How are you seeing that like in the future, like with the yeah. downturn coming and stuff, is it going to be good or better? I think it's going to be good. I mean, it's been great. So, and again, this is one of those, these buildings were not occupied or usually are not occupied. And like I said, I'm typically the only offer on the table. So I welcome some healthy competition, right? But I'm the only offer. So it can't get worse for them than what it already is. If nobody was coming. So it can only get better for me. I can offer a little less now, I guess. Well, I think it's because you're in like those markets that are like out in the country and stuff too. Have you ever thought about buying something like, you know, like a nice like vacation one that you could fix up and then or something like this, like nicer ones? Or are you just sticking to the... They're typically just like out of 
my price range, right? If I'm going to okay. spend two or $300,000 in Charlottesville, I'm definitely not making two or $3,000 a month off of that property. Um, just okay. because between the taxes being a lot higher and yeah. the price being so much higher, I might, I'm going to make a lot less. So I'm willing to take the one hour drive. if it's going to pay me that much more. Awesome. Well, I love it. Okay, good. I'm glad. I love this niche. It's good. It's out of the box. And I think people have to really start thinking outside the box over the next couple of years. So, okay. Well, I appreciate it. So tell everybody how they can find you if they're interested in getting more information on what you do. Absolutely. So you can find me on, I'm typically on Instagram and TikTok. Those are my two biggest ones. And you can look for Deandra McDonald, which is my name, or you can look for simple real estate, which is the handle. Either way you'll find me. There's lots of fun videos. I like to teach. I was a teacher and I teach through humor because I didn't have that like hard ass mentality that some of the older teachers got to use. So humor was the only way to kind of get my students engaged. So I teach a lot through humor, give a lot of lessons. And then from there, if you want to continue with coaching or more personalized instruction, then you can reach out to me directly through one of those sites and we can set something up. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I really appreciate it. So definitely another badass woman investor out to tell her story. So we're out there just kicking some butt right now. And uh, I wish you the best in the next uh, couple of years. Okay. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening. We're so grateful to be able to learn from these active investors, entrepreneurs, and all around amazing individuals who want to share their success with you. The real estate investing community really is a unique community to be a part of. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can rate or review the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to. It would mean a great deal to us to learn what you like, what you don't like, and even questions we can answer on your behalf. You can also subscribe to The Real Estate Pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.